Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Listen here. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, Damian Lillard will end up on the Miami Heat. That's a guarantee. I probably shouldn't have just done the Barkley impression. One, because I'm terrible at impressions, like all impressions. Literally, the only one I could do is Mickey Mouse. I- I'm not going to do it now. Maybe if this video gets 200 likes, I'll do it. Uh, but also because 100% of the time, Charles Barkley does his dumb guarantee. It's always wrong, which was great because the whole playoffs, he was picking against Miami and they just kept going all the way to the NBA finals. So you love to see it. But in this case, I won't be wrong. But welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. But I guess for many of you, I should be saying welcome for the first time. This channel has had some crazy growth over the last two weeks. So for anyone who's new here, I just kind of want to explain everything that I have going on. So I got this personal YouTube channel. I basically post whatever I want. And obviously, it's really taken off over the last two weeks. Shout out Dame Dollar. Uh, but what else do I got here? I'm taking my notes. Uh, I'm also on the Basement Sports Network, which is doing post-game live streams after every single game during the regular season. And we're producing some, some other content over there too, so make sure y'all follow them. But I'm also a part of the Believe Network in which I have this podcast called Believe in the Miami Heat. Now, it is an audio and video podcast, so if you're on the audio side of things, welcome back. We finally got another full-form episode. It's been a couple weeks since we did one of these, but I also, you know, put the videos on this YouTube channel, so all my followers over here could check that out as well. Now, this actually is a podcast, technically, between me and Mario Chalmers. We've already done a few episodes already. But he's been really busy over the last year. He was playing overseas in Malaysia, winning the championship. He's been doing some coaching. He's in the Ice Cube Big Three League. So he's been super, super busy. But I'm sure we will reconnect one day. We keep in touch uh, and we'll get him back over here because he's legitimately an awesome dude. So I've been doing a lot of videos, but I wanted to get one of these full form podcasts up because I like these too. The videos usually do, obviously, a ton of editing, uh, as you guys have seen over the last couple weeks. Uh, And people love it. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, And I really enjoy doing it. I I think it's that creative style that I have that really sets me apart. There's a lot of new YouTubers out there. Not that I'm new. I've been doing this for two years. But there's a lot of, you know, relatively new still in the grand scheme of things. And they just kind of sit in front of the camera and talk, which is fine. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing, obviously, for this podcast. But I think the reason I've been able to grow so, so quickly, I mean, I don't know if two years is quickly, but I've had a lot of cool opportunities, I guess, you know, like this podcast with Chalmers over on the Basement Sports Network, some really, really cool people over there. Uh, but I think what sets me apart just is my creativity. Um, excuse me, it uh, doesn't look like you're subscribed yet. Can you go ahead and fix that for me? Uh, no, but for real, liking the video, sharing, subscribing, doing all that good stuff, it really does help me out a lot, so I greatly appreciate it. Now let's get back to the video. Um, the fact that I'm able to edit and also be relatively entertaining and hopefully you think I'm knowledgeable too, I don't know. That's kind of what I always figured would be like my my thing, you know? Because I think every every YouTuber that wants to start out needs their thing that could kind of differentiate them. So I was kind of hoping that had been my thing and, and obviously people have really been liking my videos a lot lately, so... Uh, what else do I got here? Uh, so, so with this podcast, I kind of just like to keep it chill. You know, I share my thoughts. I have a discussion with y'all. Now, my dream is to really do full-time content creation one day, whether it's the YouTube or, 
or something. You know, this is this is really what I enjoy doing. Uh, so the support has been awesome over the last two weeks. I mean, over over 600 subs, almost 3000 watch hours, uh, which is really, really important to me because uh, I'm inching up on getting a part of the YouTube partnership program, uh, which is, you know, obviously the monetization aspect of this, which I believe is the first step to doing this full time one day. Uh, so it's not really the money that's important to me anyways. Obviously, at first, it, it's pennies that you'd be making on YouTube. But I just look at that as like a first big step into somehow getting a career in this in, in some aspect. So the support has legitimately been dope. So if you are new here because of, you know, the fancy edit, uh, videos and editing, I hope you stay around for the podcast, man. Uh, and subscribe to the audio version. I'll have that down below, too. We're on uh, all podcast platforms. Um, so what else is this? OK, so but yeah, I mean, I really post as much as I can. I mean, I got a full time job. Uh, I graduated. So, you know, your boy's an adult now. Uh, I graduated uh, in 2020. The reason I do the quotation marks is because that was the COVID year. So literally like the second half of my senior semester was canceled. Uh, we didn't even have a graduation. Our graduation was some laggy video they uploaded online with the dean talking. So that kind of sucked. But I still graduate from FGCU, wings up. Y'all y'all remember Dunk City. My guy Brandon Goodwin has been hooping in the league or was hooping. I don't think he's currently in the league. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, also in my free time, I like to hoop. If y'all seen the last couple of videos, I put some clips in there of me hooping. So I try to, you know, fit all that stuff in along with the content creation because uh, that's like what I really enjoy doing. And would y'all like to see some in real life basketball content? I had one person comment that the other day. It's just hard because I don't really have no one to film for me. So I keep setting up a tripod. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when the gym gets deep, I don't want to just be leaving my camera or phone out. Uh, but let me know if you'd like to see some IRL basketball content. But I post as much as I can because I literally have like a million creative ideas for skits and stuff. Like I want to even go to the course dressed up as Pat Riley and start picking up all the white dudes there. That's the skit that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. But the, uh, I do as much as time allows me. Because the one rule I gave myself is to never sacrifice quality over quantity. On this channel, there's been nine videos in the last seven days, and I'm genuinely happy with all of them. If I wasn't, I would never upload them because I think going for quality is, or quantity is just a waste of time. What's, what's the point of getting all these people over here just to watch a video and be like, that was kind of a bad video. I'm never going to come back. So I don't think those views are sustainable. So I try to keep the quality as high as possible. But that's basically all I got. I think that's the best way to grow a brand. So that's enough about me. Maybe I can talk more about the ins and out of YouTube one day because I certainly have a long way to go on this journey. So the first thing that I want to talk about is, let me check my notes, is if I thought Dame, okay. So if you would have asked me two weeks ago before all this stuff I was just talking about, if the Miami Heat would land Damian Lillard, I would have flat out told you no. I would have said, I don't think he's leaving Portland. I would have said if he was leaving, he would have left already. And I said, to be honest, he's going to have a list if he does leave. And Miami doesn't have the assets to compete with anybody who'd be on his list. And I said, the only way that he could ever end up on the Miami Heat is if he said, I want to go to Miami and only Miami. I demand you send me to Miami. I will sit out if you don't trade me to Miami. And I said, that will never happen. But that's literally exactly what happened. You got his agent, my dog Aaron Goodwin, calling the team saying, do not trade for my guy. He wants to be in Miami. So, yeah. So at this point, yeah, I think he's coming here. 
I posted a video uh, about a week ago going through all the the star trades, uh, the, the stars that requested trades recently, and they all ended up on their preferred destination, I guess, really outside of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, you got guys like Donovan Mitchell, but that's a different circumstance. He's young, doesn't have as much leverage, uh, and he didn't. He never formally requested a trade. I mean, I guess a guy like Jimmy Butler wanted to come here, and then Minnesota shipped him to Philly, but he still ended up here. But at this point, I am 100% sure that Damian Lillard is coming here, hence the guarantee. Uh, and if he doesn't come here, I don't even want to think about what I would do if Pat loses that. Now, I don't like blaming Pat for the front office. People will say, oh, uh, Pat's fault they didn't get KD. Pat's fault they didn't uh, get Donovan Mitchell. He should have given up more. You don't know. Maybe Pat put everything on the table. Maybe he put Tyler and all the first round picks and everything. And maybe the other teams just didn't want what we have. Now, that could be his fault because we have a bunch of guys under bad contracts like Lowry and Duncan. And that's why we don't have no assets to trade for no one good. But you don't know what he's actually putting up on the table, which has been the funniest part about this from Portland fans who are mad about Miami's package like they're in the negotiations. So, But what's funny is actually how I found out Dame was coming here. So as obviously, I, was it the start of free agency or maybe the second day? Something like that. I don't know. But obviously kept refreshing Twitter all day, which I shouldn't have done because that's the day that Elon Musk decided to add in his stupid rate limit exceeded. And I couldn't scroll on nothing. Fortunately, Twitter was working on my laptop, not the phone. So I was able to relatively keep up there because uh, it wasn't working all the time, but it was better than my phone. Uh, but I was playing the new, you all know the uh, Immaculate Grid, the Afro Baseball, where it's like a grid and it's got like a teams like a, on the X axis and Y axis and you have to find a common player on all of them. Uh, maybe we'll play that during this pod at the end. We'll see. We'll see how long we're recording. So so y'all can play along with me. Let me know if you'd like to see me play videos uh, or do videos of me playing Pirtle or, uh, or a crossover grid or something like that. Because uh, I like playing those. I play them every game. There's a few of them. But anyways, I was playing that game. I had just found out about it. And I thought it was fun. So I texted the link to my boy Khalil. I was like, yo, check out this game. Like, it's pretty fun. And Khalil's like, screw that game. Dame just requested a trade. And I, and I just said, you lying, bro. So first thing I do when someone does that is I run to Twitter because I don't want to start getting excited because everyone wants to troll nowadays. But sure enough, saw the Sham Sharani tweet saying he asked out. And quite frankly, I was surprised. I really was surprised and did not expect it. And within minutes, it was confirmed that he wanted to come to the Miami Heat specifically, which wasn't surprising that he wanted here, but maybe I was a little surprised that we were the only team on his list. So at that time, I thought it was going to happen soon because I said, listen, you got a guy who wants to come here. You don't play around. Pat Riley, you get him on this roster. But as time went on, you start to realize they don't really want Tyler Hero. That means that there's going to be multiple teams involved. If the Heat need to get an extra pick, they'd have to add OKC in. So that's another team unless OKC wants Tyler Hero, which I think that fit is awkward. You know, him, Giddy, Shea. I've had people say they like that fit. I mean, Giddy's obviously a bigger guard. Tyler Hero's little. Tyler's not small, but I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into that fit. Truthfully, I don't like it, even though I've heard a few people say they would like Tyler and OKC. But regardless, you might have four or five teams involved. Uh, so that stuff does take time. Uh, and then even when I looked into the history of the star players to request a trade, like I was saying, uh, Anthony Davis took like five months to do. And some of these other guys took, you know, a couple weeks to do too. And, and I think we're still in like the, the week to two weeks range. So 
hopefully gets done soon. At, at this point, I do think it'll be soon, especially now that you got Andy Ellisberg in Summer League, and I think they said Joe Cronin is there, and, and you know, obviously, all these guys talk. So it was a little concerning that uh, Chris Haynes said there was actually no official negotiations yet when I had assumed they were already talking, but who knows what he means when he says official negotiations. Maybe it was just through the wire and they didn't actually sit down face-to-face, uh, which is what you hopefully get in some league. But at this point, I think it'll be soon because if not, I think it might be heading to a potential holdout going into training camp, and then it's up to Dame to see how messy he makes it. Now, I got a lot of comments from Portland fans again saying, you know, Portland uh, Blazers need to do what's best for them. Dame's on the contract. They could sit him, but... That's not good for the Portland Trailblazers. You don't want all that drama in your organization. I'm sure you just want to move off of him. You got the young guys. You want them to develop. You don't want to piss anyone off. So, it, it's But it'll be an interesting game of chicken on both sides. Because, of course, from Dame, he doesn't want to sit out either. He'd be missing game checks, and he'd be wasting the end of his career. So got that news from uh, uh, Chris Haynes and Shams. Dame wanted out. Uh, and Wojnarowski has been anti-Dame to Miami along this entire thing. He seems to be the only reporter that thinks Dame is not coming here. He, he seems to think that Joe Cronin is going to find some amazing other offer from some other team uh, when no other team is going to mortgage their future to get a guy who clearly doesn't want to be there. Who's, let's not act like Damian Lillard is on Donovan Mitchell's contract. No, Damian Lillard is getting paid $60 million in the final year of his contract, which is four years from now, and which will be 37 that's not something a team is going to risk their future for, for a guy who doesn't want to be there. There is some, some faults to Damian Lillard. He is not a perfect prospect when you consider his contract. So given the fact that he so, is, is so adamant about wanting to come to Miami, no other team will trade for him. And if they do try, they are going to have to substantially beat Miami's offer in order for Joe Cronin to take that. And people are acting like Miami's best offer is trash. Miami can offer Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, who has been hooping, three first-round picks, the expiring of Kyle Lowry. They could take on Nurkic's contract to help the Portland Trailblazers. So that, that, is not an, that is not an ass package, as everyone is saying. So for another team to beat that, they'd have to substantially beat it, add in another pick or two, add in another young prospect. And now you're talking about a monster Rudy Gobert-type haul that no team is going to do to get a guy who doesn't want to be there. It's just not going to happen. But what I do guarantee you, is Woj is going to break the news because he is so far in Joe Cronin's pocket because he wants to be the first one to break that story that he is going to be the one to get it. And I bet you he's going to uh, tweet the news out in a way that's like Joe Cronin uh, was respectful and, and uh, abided by Damian Lillard's request. No, he didn't. He's been dragging this thing on for two weeks longer than it should have. I don't think Miami's playing around. This is not their first rodeo trying to trade for a superstar, okay? When they went and got Shaquille O'Neal, they traded the whole farm. They even threw in Karan Butler, who people were saying that they shouldn't do. But they did that too. Karan, Lamar Odom, Brian Grant, a ton of guys, okay? Pat Riley's not trying to... Pat Riley is the finesse god, but he's not trying to finesse Dame. He wants Dame on this team as soon as possible, and he knows you got to give up the young prospects to do it. Plus, I'm not so sure he's the Tyler Hero. He's a huge Tyler Hero fan because in his postseason press conference, he spoke very highly of Tyler. And if you're a Heat fan who's been watching those end-of-the-year pressers every year... Anytime Pat Riley speaks nice about a player, it means he's trying to trade them. Now, a couple years ago, Pat Riley was critical of Tyler Hero because he wanted to keep him at the roster. But at this point, I think he views him as a guy whose defense is subpar, to be nice, and can't stay healthy when it matters most. So, But anyways, Wojcik broke the news. I do have a, a Wojcik slander video in the works because he 
he has a little bit of a, a shady past with regards to his reporting. A lot of times uh, he will just say news specifically to do favors for people uh, instead of being an actual reporter, which again, he's allowed to do. I mean, he's just trying to do what's best for him and his job. So I get it. I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong, but it's still just a little shady. And I think all these reports that he is saying is, or, uh, is in order to get the Trailblazers more leverage and in order to make Miami drive the price up and outbid themselves. And Miami Heat are not stupid, so they're not going to do that. But because he's been so, so far in uh, Cronin's pocket doing all these favors for him, he'll be the first to break the news, even though he never has uh, any insiders in the Miami Heat. So anything coming from Miami Heat side, he will never break. So I've posted a lot of, or I've posted a few trade predict, not, not prediction videos. People thought they were my predictions, but trade possibility scenarios uh, on this channel in the last few days. There was the the five-team trade that Zach Levine gets traded. Uh, there was the Ben Simmons trade I did. Uh, I don't remember if I did, a, did another one, but I just wanted to clarify that those are just possibilities of things I think could happen. Now, my actual prediction, I honestly think it's going to believe Tyler Hero, obviously, he'll be flipped to some third team, whether it's the Brooklyn Nets or the Spurs or OKC. I think Detroit might have even heard once. It'll be Tyler Hero, whatever assets Portland gets for him. It'll be Kyle Lowry's expiring. It'll be Nikola Jovic, and it'll be three first-round picks because I think they're going to do some trade with OKC to unlock that extra pick in 2024. Now, those numbers actually don't match up perfectly, but whatever they get for Tyler Hero will kind of balance out some numbers, and Portland might have to send out uh, some some of their bench players to, to make the numbers fully work, but I think those will be the main pieces, right? I don't think Duncan Robinson will be involved unless there's another big salary coming to Miami, like Nurkic or Ben Simmons. In that case, Duncan will be involved. But I don't think Duncan will be involved because he's just too negative an asset at my point. His contract is too long. It's longer than Nurkic. It's longer than Ben Simmons. I don't think teams are going to want to get rid of their bad contracts to take on our bad contract, which is longer than theirs. And it's unfortunate because he had a really good playoffs. Uh, so maybe his trade value went up enough to trick someone to take him. But before that, he was getting DNP coaches decisions in the regular season. A guy that's getting paid almost $20 million a year was not playing. A guy whose job it was to hit threes and then couldn't hit threes no more. And he couldn't do nothing else. Now in the finals, he was balling from everywhere. That boy's defense was even okay. He was checking into the game and not fouling out within the first three minutes like he usually does. So I got a little hope that maybe Duncan could turn around. He, he certainly was one of my favorite players in the NBA, uh, so I'm not hating on him. But again, I said he was because I certainly soured on him after he couldn't hit a shot no more. But uh, I want to address some of the most common comments that I've been getting on these videos. Uh, the first one is, why would Portland do this trade? Uh, basically saying they're not getting back fair value. Anytime a team trades a star player, 99% of the time, you are not going to get equal value back in return. That's not how the trades work. I mean, unless you're the Clippers or unless you're the Thunder and you trade Paul George and you get Shea back and 100 picks and Shea is better than Paul George. But anyways, the other 99% of the time, the team that trades the star does not get an equal return. The team doesn't want to trade the star because they know that they're not going to get the short end of the stick. The reason they do it is because the star demands out. So they're not going to get a full trade, a, a fair value. That's just not how it works. And people would say, well, okay, Portland will just sit on them. Like I was saying, they, they, I'm sure they want to move on. They don't want 50 to $60 million of dead cap sitting on their bench. People say, oh, they'll send them home. You still got the dead money on the cap 
for a guy who's not playing. You got all that distraction in your organization. They're going to start asking the young players that. You don't need them asking Scoot Henderson, oh, is Damian Lillard coming back? How do you feel about that? He has a million other things he has to worry about as a 19-year-old entering the NBA. You don't want that distraction. So I do think Portland is eager to get him off, especially since Dame has been so adamant about it. To all the people saying, oh, Portland will just take the best deal. One, you don't know what Miami's package is. I said it before and I'll say it again. And two, they're not going to get a better deal than what Miami's offering. For all the reasons I said earlier, it's just too, too risky. And then you even had the news again. You had it in 2021 and you had it again that Dame is willing to sit out if he goes to a team that's not Miami. There's no, people say, I don't care. He's under four years, uh, four-year contract. He'll play. And I just keep telling you what I'm reading that he says he's not going to. And it's not even going to get to that point because no other team will be stupid enough to risk their whole future to do that. It's just, it's not going to happen. The other thing people say the most is Hame Hawkins can't be traded. Listen, guys, he officially can't be traded for 30 days. He's got about two and a half weeks left on that. You can verbally agree to terms, okay? <laughs> so I just want to make sure everyone, everyone knows that, that that's all the, the most common questions that I've gotten. A lot of them are from Portland fans who are not mad, who are mad. Uh, some of them are not mad. Some of them legitimately want to see Dame end up on his destination, which I respect. But I also get the anger too, because Dame signed a four-year max extension. If he didn't want to be in Portland, he shouldn't have signed the extension. I get it. But at the same time, people would, if, if he didn't sign the extension, people would have said, oh, how do you expect to get a free agent when you're up in the air, whether you're going to stay here or not? The people would have said, oh, at least sign an extension. So that way stars know you're going to be here for a while and they'll want to come play with you. So it goes both ways. Uh, and there's been a lot of hypocrisy on this entire situation. I mean, the hate that Damian Lillard is getting now is insane. This whole time, for four or five years, people said, Dame, ask out. Portland's not helping you. You can do better. But then he says he wants to come to the Miami Heat, and everyone has a problem with it. So let me ask those people this. What do you prefer? Do you prefer that Damian Lillard waited until his contract was up, went into free agency, and then decided to sign the Miami Heat? Then you would have been okay with it? Because let me ask you this. When LeBron James did that exact same thing, do you, did you like it? Because LeBron got more hate than anyone I've ever seen for doing exactly that. And people will tell you it's because he went on national television and he decided to do it in front of everyone's face. Okay, first of all, I'm sorry that he raised millions of dollars for the Boys and Girls Club with that special. He didn't have to go and, and, and turn that into a charitable event and raise all that money, right? Second of all, what's the difference if... If Shams comes on, uh, well, I guess at the time, I don't know who's breaking news back then. Was it Woj? It wasn't Shams. But if Woj comes on TV and says, breaking news, LeBron James joins, Cleve, uh, joins the Miami Heat. What's it, he's, now Woj is spitting in everyone's face. Is it less respectful that it comes from LeBron's mouth himself? You'd think it'd be more respectful. Instead of him hiding behind some reporter, he's coming on TV and saying where he is going to while raising all that money at the same time. So the reason LeBron got hate for that never made any sense for me. I don't think I'm being biased because he picked my team. I think like I'm making sense. Let me know if anyone watching this agrees with me. But they, then the fact that people don't like Dame coming here is ridiculous. Especially the, the, the hate from the national media is obvious. Everybody's saying they want him to go to the Celtics. You got that stupid mad dog Russo on first take saying, why would he choose Miami? He could win a championship in Boston. Everyone will care if he goes to Boston. Who's going to care if he wants to Miami? That's a real quote. If you think I'm making that up, I'm not. That is a real quote, which is the dumbest thing I've heard. 
they're not even hiding their Miami hate anymore. Who cares if they went to go to Miami? Maybe Miami fans. And he says everyone would care if he won in Boston. Nobody would care except Celtics fans and fans of Damian Lillard, I suppose. It's very hip- hypocritical that everyone wanted him to go out, everyone wanted him to win, but now that he chooses Miami, he's getting a ton of hate. It, the last few years, always shout out to player empowerment. Shout out to players taking the power back from these billionaire owners who seem to do whatever they want. Oh, James Harden wants to go where he wants to go. That's awesome. Good for you, man. But Damian Lillard, no, you got to stay right where you're at and abide by your contract. It's just ridiculous. Uh, The only other news I want to get to is Miami Heat Summer League related because I do not want to talk about that stupid in-season tournament. Uh, One, because I don't know too much about it. I I know enough. I know the basics, but not enough to speak on it. And two, I just think it's stupid. So when I learn more, maybe I'll speak on that. But the Summer League, man, it's been been a a good run for the Heat so far. Uh, The second game sucked, but the first two games were obviously pretty exciting. You got Nikola Jovic, who has shown himself to be the best player on this team. Uh, the thing that is exciting me most about him is uh, his size. You know, we always hear stuff like Kyle Lowry lost weight this offseason. Heard that for three years now. Comes back, looks the exact same. We heard Tyler Hero put on 12 pounds of muscle. Comes back, looks the exact same. You heard Nikola Jovic put on 20 pounds. And when he walked into the gym for that Sacramento Summer League, you can tell. You can tell that man put on a lot of size, which is he's only 19 years old or was 19. So He's obviously naturally going to get bigger, but you can tell. And he not only is he bigger, but he's knowing how to use his size. He's, he's drawing like eight free throws a game. He's attacking the line, looks so fluid when he dribbles, driving into the paint. He's been awesome. Obviously, the jump shot's still been there. He hurt his foot last game versus Boston, uh, which actually I wasn't able to watch that game, by the way. I was hooping, uh, but I've you know read up on it. Uh, but they said the injury should be minor. He should be okay. But Jovic has been awesome. I'm not sure he's ready to be a starter in the league yet. Uh, maybe come off the bench for a couple months in the league and by the end of the season start because fit-wise, seems to be awesome with Bam. You know, he can stretch the floor. Uh, he can rebound, attack, do all this stuff. He's shown an ability to not get cooked by guards when switched on them. So ideally, I think he could start next to Bam one day, but, uh, but just maybe not yet because I want to see how his defense is against NBA-level competition instead of just summer league because yeah he's been getting to the free throw line you can foul 10 times in summer league guys are fouling a lot more often too but he's been awesome then you got Hame Hakes, who's only played two games so far has a little bit of a shoulder injury uh not sure how long he'll sit out in summer league these guys you know they tend to be more cautious with, with the injuries which sucks that there's been a lot of them you've had Scoot and Amen and uh, I think a few other guys too but uh, he was so good in that game one Hame Hakes. now I sent a text like two minutes into the game to my boy saying this guy sucks because he airballed his first shot had three thousand but then he turned it up he had that monster poster dunk started scoring from everywhere shooting the ball mid-range we saw the beautiful footwork dare i say the hakeem-esque footwork now that's a bad comparison i just love hakeem that's my favorite player of all time so i like guys with footwork that's something that i always try to do in my game as well but yeah he looks awesome but then in game two he kind of sucked so jerry's still out on him uh, there's been a big debate uh, among Heat fans on which guy they'd rather keep. Initially, I said Hame just because I thought he was more uh, NBA ready because he's a couple years older. But Jovic has looked better in summer league, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure that both guys though I do think uh, physically are ready for the NBA. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Hame if he plays again this summer league, if he's still on the Miami Heat. Uh, 
You also got Orlando Robinson, who I was a little annoyed that they gave him, uh, you know, from a two-way to a, a standard deal so early because I at least wanted to see some more uh, what he was capable of. He certainly had his moments last year, but then he had his moments where he looked like a guy who was just out there because he was seven feet. But this summer league, he's been really good. And the thing that is obviously exciting all of us is the touch from three. Who knows if he gets to the league and starts doing that, but it gives you hope that, man, maybe they found a big seven-footer who could shoot, which, which is the dream because obviously that's a guy that you might want to play next to Bam in the starting lineup eventually. Some people want to keep Bam at center. I think he would be just as good at the power forward spot. He's versatile on both ends of the floor. I think he'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, Orlando's awesome. And he's like a true, true big man. He's not no under. I'm tired of having undersized bigs because I hate getting out rebounded. But yeah, he's been awesome. And he had obviously the 36 points versus the Boston Celtics. So hopefully he could keep it up. Uh, Jamal Kane is a guy I was very interested in seeing too. Uh, he's been okay. Uh, but I think he's looked at of like as more of the vet. I guess between all those guys, he probably has the most NBA run. Uh, not that it's a lot, but I'm sure he's played at least 10 to 15 games in the league. He's got to have, right? I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, but he's a guy that I was interested in seeing because I think he actually has the, uh, I don't want to say the most potential of anyone on the guys in the summer league because you got the first round picks, but I guess he has the most potential of um, any of the undrafted guys in that summer league. Uh, he played really, really well, I think, when he was on, uh, called up last season, and he played 18 games last year, uh, five points a night. Uh, but he has all the tools that you want to see in a Miami Heat player, the athleticism, the jump shot, the hustle. He seems like a guy that I, I think actually will have a defined role on the actual team this year. Uh, I look for him to play, you know, well, depending who they get in this Damian Lillard trade, uh, I look for him to play, you know, 30 plus games this season, uh, especially if they send out more guys than they can get in the Dame trade. Uh, that's another reason they need to get this trade done soon because if you're if you're losing a net four guys in this trade, that's another four guys you need to bring in to replace them. And all you have is minimum contract money. And we're starting to see these guys, these minimum guys get get picked up. So uh, you know, the longer you wait on this Dame saga, the the less quality minimum uh, veteran minimums there are out there. We just saw Dario Sars go to Golden State, I believe. I think he would have been a nice fit here. Uh, you still got some other names out there, Kelly Oubre. I can't believe he would take a minimum, but. Uh, it was Ubre and uh, Christian Wood is the other one everyone wants. Uh, I think Christian Wood would be nice here. I'm just concerned that all his other fan bases hate him. Uh, and truthfully, I don't, I don't really know why. Uh, and then shout out to Chase Adish. Didn't do much yesterday versus Boston, but I think he will take Drew Smith's spot eventually. Um, you know what? Probably not because Drew Smith actually was really good last game. Uh, and Chase Adish really didn't do much. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I don't like Drew Smith. Anyways, the last thing I'm going to do today is I'm going to play the NBA crossover grid. So I'm going to go ahead and screen record my phone here so, so y'all can see this as well. And I'm glad that I'm doing this because they actually have a Miami Heat one on today's crossover grid. So let's see if we can do this without taking too long because we've already been talking for 30 minutes. So on the Miami Heat side, we got Miami Heat and Utah. And the first thing that comes to mind for some reason for me is Joe Johnson. Uh, don't ask me why. There might be an obvious one that I'm missing. But I don't know. Going on to the Dallas Mavericks, you have Miami and Dallas. Eric Dampier. Why is that the first name I thought of? I don't know. Did I spell Eric wrong? I did. Wait, what? How do you spell Eric Dampier? I'm just going to spell Dampier. Oh, he's got a CK in his name. Uh, Miami Heat and NBA All-Rookie Second Team. Uh, 
Second team. Was Kendrick Nunn on the second team or was he on the first team? No. I don't know. I'm going to get back to that one later. You got the Pacers and you got the Jazz. Somebody on the Pacers and Jazz. If I can't think of it in 10 seconds, I'm going to move on. Otherwise, this video would be an hour long. Uh, Pacers and the Jazz. That's, that could also be Joe Johnson. But I don't think you can guess. No, that can't be Joe Johnson. What am I saying, bro? I should have never did this live. To be honest, I'm one of those type of people that like to take my time and think with this stuff. Uh, so you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm going to simply put in Jeremy Evans for the dunk contest participant uh, because I don't think many people will get that. It actually shows a rarity score. And so far, my rarity score is really good. Uh, Joe Johnson, 3.1. Dan Pierce, 7.8. Jeremy Evans, 28.4, though. Uh, who's on? I could get someone on the Pacers and the Jazz, and then I could close it out. Who, who's on the Pacers now? You got, like, uh, Halliburton and Hill and Turner. Someone on the Jazz. I don't know, but this is really bad uh, audio for the podcast side. So I think I'm going to make a separate video and do the crossover grid. And then y'all check that out on this YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're on the audio side, search Anthony DiNardo. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a separate video. That way I can do some edits. But that's all I got for this episode, man. If you are new here, make sure to subscribe to uh, the channel. And if you want the audio side, you can subscribe to that too. Uh, and if you're on the YouTube side, leave a like as always. Or leave a dislike if you didn't enjoy because I can't tell you what to do. But that's all I got. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Right? Had to kill him off. Yeah, I need a headspace. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.